Let's try this again. Welcome to another episode of Live at the Family Barbecue. It's your boy, A. Walter Salton. And unfortunately, my co-host, Imani Shani Walton, is not here. Uh, she had a bad case of the turnips in Las Vegas. And uh, she got a little sick and lost her voice after three days of partying with her friends. Shout out to the turnip. Um, we miss her You know I'm sure we'll see her next week She's not too bad Hopefully she's not playing hooky And she just wanted me to Embarrass myself here Today by myself But So glad to be back with the team We had a great episode last week If you didn't Please go back and listen To my guy The inspiration Kanai uh, About all of his work He's doing with his organization slash soon to be nonprofit um peace of mind um beautiful organization doing a lot of great work so uh we're just gonna give him a round of applause real quick round of applause for Kanai uh and uh thank you brother and hopefully we'll see you again soon um I had just said it before I had a uh technical difficulty hiccup uh but if you haven't today hug somebody Call somebody, text somebody you love. Uh, if you think I'm being a little soft today, it's because I saw the wildest shit ever today on the freeway. Car literally, like, first off, I think, I don't know, y'all, you, you went to college, y'all all went to college out here. So people in California cannot drive in bad weather. And it's because we don't get a lot of bad weather. You know what I'm saying? So when it does rain, even a little bit, People start driving a lot slower. Traffic slows up. But when we get a hard rain, it's really, really bad. So we had a bad rain today. And I saw a car hydroplane spin out, and he flipped four times to the opposite side of the street, he or she. And um, I literally – it wasn't even me and my life flashed before my eyes because I can only imagine. I've been in an accident before, but it wasn't that bad, you know. Never a car flipped or spun out, just kind of went up on the curve. Airbags deployed, but wasn't that scary. If I flipped, I probably would have shit myself. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. It's, it's, just, it's just me being honest. It's just me being honest. Because I feel like it's no more of a helpless moment than something like that. Regardless, I mean, outside of you maybe like being in a plane and some shit going down, like a car flipping, like I feel like it's pretty helpless. So, um, you know, I always had a, a good appreciation for life. But after that today, oh, whole nother level of like actually watching that happen. So God bless them. Hopefully they're good. Like I said, hug somebody, call somebody today and uh, tell them you love them. Squash the beef. You know, I've been I, I talked to a couple family members the other day that just didn't want to talk to some other family members, you know, and uh, I think. Stuff like that kind of puts it all in perspective sometimes, you know. So I'm not going to dwell on it too much. I was just, I'm sorry if it was a little gloomy. <laughs> so did, I'm kind of disappointed with you two. I'm not going to lie. I wish I could have a camera pointed at them too. I'm a little disappointed. Y'all didn't go, so wait, y'all didn't go to Rolling Loud and you didn't go to, you didn't go to Drake and Kanye's joint either? What? Why? You guys don't have to answer that. But really? I just feel like that would have been your steez. I know you like the party, Amari. I seen your story when you was in Las Vegas. <laughs> so, 
So now, see, that's why uh, that's one of the reasons I'm disappointed. Imani's not here because she went last week. So she went, and um, I didn't see the whole thing, but I saw a lot of the, uh, you know, certain songs I like. I went and looked up. I'll probably look at the Amazon Prime joint uh, probably sometime this week. But I heard it, it, everybody was saying it seemed like Drake didn't, he didn't uh, perform like he wanted to be there. Not like his energy, but in terms of like the songs he uh, did. So, you, wait. Oh, you watched it? Yeah, he said he did most of the new album, and I wasn't the biggest fan of the new album. I don't know about y'all. I... <laughs> she said she said you draked out. I'm not draked out, but I'm not draked out. But I I I was a little draked out listening to this last album because it just I don't know. It just didn't hit like that to me. Like I feel like it's Drake, so none of it is gonna be like garbage or trash. Like it's it's hard for you to say it's trash. I'm cool with another decade of Drake. I just think, I think Drake might have hit the point where he got to go into like his Sade slash Dr. Dre years, where maybe he drop an album every four years or something. You know what I'm saying? Like where he get a little bit more time to think about, talk about, just do your features and stuff like that. He got the whole label and, you know, he uh, and then he does, uh, I don't know if you guys watch it, but uh, what's the one on HBO with Zendaya? Um, Euphoria. Yeah, so that's his production company. Yeah, his yeah his production company does that. So, uh, and which one? Future. Wow, that'd be dope. Um, so yeah, I think he just kind of might be reaching that portion of it. But uh, Kanye actually, I don't know. I know you guys are into film. Uh, I'm talking to the crew here, but. Kanye actually used, that's why I want to watch it on Amazon Prime. Joker was one of my favorite movies from like 2000, I think it was 2019 or early 2020. I thought it was really good, really well shot. So the cinematographer for that actually shot the concert for Drake and uh, Kanye's joint. So like the light and the smoke, like that was all him. Like I think they said he might have had like 100 cameras out there or something crazy. So that's one of the reasons I want to watch it. I like looking at stuff like that. And besides that, I think I think it just might be time. I feel like Kanye is charged up. I think it might be time for a new album from him, even though we just got a new album from him. But I want something a little just like a lot more Kanye on it. You know what I'm saying? Like this last one had like 100 features and whatnot. I'd really like to see something that's more Kanye heavy as opposed to like the choir and stuff, even though I like those too. I don't know. You not kanye out? Uh, I feel like this last one. I mean, it, it just depends what you. No, yeah, I, I, I probably, I wouldn't. I think, he, I mean, he uses a lot of uh, God references, and you know, he talks about a lot. But I think I wouldn't necessarily. I don't think. Well, I don't think this last one probably would be considered gospel. But like Jesus is King, and then the one he did with the uh, the Sunday service. All of those, I think. Hmm. I think the only difference is, and it just depends how. It, it, I don't know. I guess it all just depends how serious or how, not serious you take it, but I guess how strict you would be with it. But, you know, I even looked at, like, Favio is one of my, I don't know if y'all listen to Favio. Yeah, Favio Foreign. But he had one, uh, uh, he had some line on there. He said, I forgot. They bleeped it out, but I don't know. <laughs> I think he said, 
He said, like, the the uh, the bitch just blessed me on Sunday. She my god sister or something like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, you can't use a line like that on a gospel album now. <laughs> even even if you even if you uh, uh, blank it out or blur it out, like, I think it's like, okay, if you do that, like. So I think that'd be the difference from, like, Kirk Franklin. It's like, okay, it would be considered, I guess, you know, worldly. Like, you. Even the new one? I think, I, well, I probably got to listen to the newer one again. Like I said, I think Jesus is King and the Sunday service ones, I definitely consider those. Yeah, Donda. Yeah, so I got to listen to all that one, like, probably even more. I mean, it's just so many fucking songs on it, dog. Like, I, I'm not even going to front. I want to listen to it, but it's been hard for me to listen to it all the way through. Like, I got to listen to, like, 10 songs here, 10 songs there, and then another 10. So you might be right about that. Like, you, you might be right. But then it's like, can God give you the confidence, you know what I'm saying, to be able to talk about yourself? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think in a way where you putting others down. Like, I've never felt like Kanye was, like, putting others down, I would say. For I think he just always had an extreme confidence in himself. But I can see what you're saying in terms of, like, Something that's dedicated or supposed to be towards, you know, God being like, okay, you can't necessarily have yourself in the center of it necessarily. You know what I'm saying? Even to that extent. So that's a good point. I don't know, right? Maybe I'll uh, I'll listen to it this weekend. We can talk about it again next week for sure. But you would say no, Donda not gospel album for sure. I don't think he even called this one a gospel album. I don't know. But I think other people use it too, just because. But I feel like he's always used, you know, choirs and you know, Jesus. Right? You know, Jesus's walks was a long, you know, time ago. So, is that a gospel song? I feel like Jesus walks might be. He said, he said, "nigga" in it though. <laughs> Hey, look, I say it all the time, so I guess I'm not going to consider it cousin either. But, uh, yeah, like, I mean, to me, that was like a powerful song. You know what I'm saying? So I guess it just depends. And then uh, I guess to whoever is supposed I don't know. I, I think that's that's part of Kanye's allure, too. True. Right, right, right. And then the other thing, well, he he asked everybody not to curse in the album. You know what I'm saying? So I think he bleeped it out. But I think the original thing was like, hopefully they just don't cuss, you know, so he don't have to do it. But, um, yeah, so it's interesting. He had a good interview on uh, Drink Champs, too. No more? Oh, he bleeps it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, and that's why I said, like, I guess if you, you know, when I think about a gospel album, it would be completely clean. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I get it. I get it. But anyway, like, also going to that, like, the reason I said uh, he might need a new album is because he was also at Rolling Loud. I think Future had brought him out. And he just looked real charged up. Like, you know, I'm an artist, too. So, like, it's just sometimes when you see people out there and they got, like, 
it's just like a certain energy, you know what I'm saying, about them. It's like either they need to tour or they probably got some more music they need to do. It's like one of those type of things. It's just, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but when I saw him on stage, I was like, oh, yeah, he's into this. Hopefully he's not charged up from that divorce. I want them to get back together, man. You don't care. <laughs> don't give up on your marriage, though, y'all. Don't give up on your marriage. Is that a reason to give up, though, Omari? Oh, yo, I just don't. I don't want to see them go out like that. Well, hopefully. And, uh, you know, more honestly, when I be thinking about marriage, I be thinking more so for the kids. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hopefully they can work it out. Like, And I think just in general, like, I'm more so because y'all already made this commitment. Unless somebody, like, getting abused or something crazy like that. Like, I'm for, like, y'all go to therapy, work it out. Like, unless it's something, like, that's really, really can't be mended. You know, because the babies ain't asked to be here. You know what I'm saying? I feel like for them, hopefully they could work it out. Now, Omoria brought up another good one to me, like, which I didn't know. I didn't watch his interview with uh, Charlemagne yet, but I got to go check it out. But apparently Travis Scott... uh, Tried to correct me if I'm wrong. You said he tried to perform at Rolling Loud for free because of what happened at his concert, and they denied him. They took him. They took him off at Rolling Loud. Let's dive into this real quick. I'm not going to harp on it too long, but I think. Uh. In every venue, if you've ever if you've ever put on an event, you really know. So if you've ever done an event, you got a, like a security team. You know what I'm saying? You got people who deal with the artists. You got marketing. Da 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 da. Cool. If you're an artist, nine times out of ten, you show up to an event. You don't have no idea outside of like you know. You might know like oh, okay, this is a venue that holds 150 thousand people. Cool, because you're selling tickets. Obviously, you probably know about that, but. For a person who's performing to know, oh, this many people is in here, this many people shouldn't be here, is impossible, especially to an artist of his caliber and his popularity. You know what I'm saying? It'd be impossible to just be there and eyeball something like that. So all of the finger pointing at him, I feel like, is ridiculous. You know, and especially, you know, to be able to take him off a rolling a whole nother concert where your safety and security team should be good. Like I could see if it was just complete negligence on his part and the security team told him they shouldn't be performing. We don't have enough security, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but that's not the case. So I feel like to try and keep money out this black man pockets because of something that happened that really he had no control over. I feel like it's crazy, and I think it should be. Honestly, I don't even think I heard enough people sticking up for him. To be honest, I haven't. Me personally, I haven't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, diminishes his character. Like, I mean, they put making it seem like this is like a hundred percent. Like he planned for it to be double overly packed and for people to get killed. I'm like, you can't even. Mm. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I... Facts, and I I just feel like it's that with most people. I don't think these people are just like evil folks where they want to see people. Like these people pay money to come see them perform. I don't think they want to see people die at their show. Like you know what I'm saying. So to treat him like he's just some kind of murderer, you know, I feel like it's a little bit. Not even a little bit. It's very crazy. And I hope some of these people get some testicular fortitude about them and come out here and. You know, support the man because that could that literally could have happened to anybody at any concert, Coachella, uh, you know, all the good ones, Bonnaroo. Yeah, he been he's been doing this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and a good book for everybody to read. I don't know if you guys have read it. I don't know if you guys heard of, uh, I'm talking to the listeners and to people in the room, but if you've heard of Malcolm Gladwell, he's a very good author, um, but he has a really good book called uh, Talking to Strangers, um, which speaks to the point you were just talking about where he's saying, like, they were saying he was nonchalant. And uh, he brings up several cases in the book where uh, people held uh, like body language and responses against people, um, you know, because they assumed you're supposed to respond a certain type of way. So I forgot it was some case he had brought up in like Europe where some girl, uh, I think her roommate ended up getting killed and they thought it was her. And they interviewed her about it, or she was on the stand, something like that. And anyway, they said, well, why wasn't she remorseful for what happened? And he was basically like, why would you be remorseful for something you didn't do? You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you come in there and you say, oh, she should be crying. She should be acting a certain type of way. He should be acting a certain type of way. You can't tell people how to act, especially if it's from a standpoint of like they literally believe they didn't or they didn't do the acts that was put against them. You know what I'm saying? So... Lawsuits against him for sure. Our security team. Yeah, I heard that. Hey, I heard that. Uh, I think they threw up. What they said? They said nine billion. They said something crazy. They was like, "Yeah, Travis Scott getting sued for like five billion dollars or nine billion. I was like, "Yeah, I think the total they they was looking for was like in the billions." And it was like, "All right, y'all. Like, what are we really doing here? Billions? Like, come on now, like." That looked like you're trying to finesse now. That's what that looked like. So, you know, it's just, uh, it's kind of sad to see, I think, some of these other uh, venues and, uh, you know, concerts and uh, festivals and stuff kind of been to that when they know I feel like they're supposed to be here to support, you know, the artists and the people who want to see them. Now, if people decide to not come see Travis Scott, which I don't think it is, you know, That'd be a different story, but you know, even even at that point, you can't blame him for something that he didn't have control over. So, shout out to Travis Scott, man. I hope it all works out for you. Uh, if you guys didn't know, Elon Musk got Person of the Year by Time Magazine, and they said it was because of him uh, bringing forth, uh, or really, they said I guess bringing back to life two American industries that were kind of dead which is american cars and uh 
you know, spaceships or space, space exploration, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm a person who's bought stock in, in, in Tesla. I hopefully y'all do the same. You do it way before I did because y'all just graduated. I didn't start really investing until maybe like, really like 28, maybe a couple years ago. So y'all, y'all will have a big head. So if y'all haven't already, have you? Yeah, you should. You definitely should. So whether it's crypto, like crypto stocks, all kinds of stuff like that, because, you know, some of these things are booming. But uh, I read his book, and um, one of the things I like about Elon Musk, everybody talks about how crazy he is. And um, one thing that he does that I kind of – I was already doing, but it made me do it even more after he – after I heard him uh, – I heard in his book – that he does it is he sets like outrageous deadlines for himself. So he'll say like, I want to stop. Uh, I want to cure uh, traffic in Los Angeles or stop Los Angeles and tra- Los Angeles traffic in like the next six months. I was like, what? Like, you know, to everybody else it seems crazy, but it gives him, you know, that much more uh, go behind what he's doing. Like it fuels whatever it is he's talking about even more. So uh, like that's one thing I started setting crazy. Like, and even if I don't put them out there, it's like just little stuff I put in my journal for myself. Like I want to do this by the end of the year. I want a billion dollars by the end of the year. Like it might be crazy to everybody else, but it's like, okay, now I at least got to work towards this, even if it roll over to the next year. So I don't feel like I got all of this time to be doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, some things need to take time, but I think that's the thing I admire about him the most is like him not caring what people necessarily say about his ideas, you know, and really just having the, uh, I guess, the audacity uh, to really be able to, to step out there and do what he does, you know, at a high level at that. So shout out to Elon Musk. Uh, I look forward to seeing you two on the cover of Time sometime soon. That's my goal for y'all in the room. And um, my goal for people listening is for you also to get the time cover. I also didn't know you didn't have to be a person to get it. So for the time, uh, they do it like so it's for like the most influential thing. So like the Internet could have been the person of the year or an app or uh, anything like a cl- I know. Like, yeah, that's weird. But I didn't know that. So like a clothing company, uh, it could be an organization. They can get person of the year. So they really just look at someone who's, or someone, or I guess it's a noun. It could be a person, place, or a thing. That's what they should say. The noun of the year. Person, place, or a thing. So it was interesting, man. So, yeah, whether you're creating a product, uh, getting information out, um, yeah, you can be time person of the year. You know what my goal is for myself? Like my crazy goal? I don't know if anybody ever gets this. But my goal for myself this is a real thing. It's on my vision board in my journal is to get a Nobel Peace Prize. That's a good goal, right? It's actually really like it's also something that's like not a people it's like what? Nobel? Oh, that makes sense. Absolutely got to be willing to help. Yeah, that's absolutely true. You know what's crazy, though? You know to get the time. Uh, wait, no, was it the Nobel Peace Prize? It's one of these. Don't quote me. I think it might have been a Nobel. No, it couldn't have been a Nobel Peace Prize. Person of the year, though. Person of the year doesn't have to be for something positive. 
So it's two people who've got person of the year that a lot of people hate. No, not Donald Trump. Hitler has got person of the year one time. And Stalin, yeah, yeah, he's gotten person of the year. Dictators, yeah, it's crazy. But, um, you know, it's interesting. I had a question, not a question, but me and one of my, uh, me and my cousin was talking about this, like, maybe a few weeks ago. And I think I had said to be considered a good leader, does that mean you have to be positive? And he has said, yeah. And I said, no. Now, that doesn't mean I have to agree with what you're doing, but being a leader, I feel like it's just you capable of leading people. And like, right. And good is subjective. You know, to them, it might be good. You know what I'm saying? So when I was looking at it, it was like, okay, like, well, I had brought up the person, like we just talked about, like Hitler could be considered a bad person. He could be a bad person, but he could be a good leader because he was able to get a nation to do what he did. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's another thing, and like even just for us as people to think about, just because someone a leader don't make them. And yeah, in terms of leadership, right. It'd be like, because by definition, a leadership is your ability to lead people, you know? So in that case, I mean, he moved a whole nation to do crazy, wild, fucked up things. But he still had the ability, you know, whether that was by persuasion or lying. You know, he used all sorts of tactics, you know, to be able to do what they did. But, um, you know, it's good leadership with horrible morals behind it. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Because I, th- I forgot what we was talking about. It would have been a good conversation, too. I probably got to bring him on here to talk about it. But I think uh, we was talking about, like, I think just, like, uh, like civil rights and stuff and, like, Black Lives Matter and things like that. And we was both talking about, like, you know, just having an honest conversation with each other and... I think we had talked about uh, just certain leaders in it and even talking about like athletes, like can an athlete or entertainer, should they like those shouldn't be like leaders. Right. I think that's what the conversation was. I might be wrong. But I said same thing I just told you guys, like they may not be good leaders, but technically they still leaders because, you know, if it's a million people following you a bit like. I think, what's Kim Kardashian at, like, 200 million followers? Justin Bieber at, like, 300 million followers? If it's 300 and hundreds of millions of people worried about what you're doing, like, of course, all 300 of them might not get behind what you're doing. But it's a certain percentage of those people that are going to hang on to every word you're talking about. So they may not be a good leader, you know, depending on what you want them to do, but they're leaders, you know, you know, by definition, so... Yeah, it was an interesting conversation. It was definitely interesting. Didn't we talk about Jesse last week? Small, like, real, real, real quick. I'm not gonna take much time on him, but you know, he was found. He was found guilty the day after we had that conversation, like a five, five out of six charges. So I think we thought. I thought. I thought if you was guilty of five out of six anything, you probably going to jail. 
But for him, um, you know, he's a first-time offender. It wasn't a violent crime towards somebody else. It was technically a violent crime towards himself, you know. <laughs> he beat himself up. So, <laughs> so I guess that was, that was punishment enough. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The embarrassment of that was enough. So uh, I think they're saying he'll probably get community service. But to me, I think the community service needs to be very thorough, extremely thorough. Like I'm talking about like actual civil rights organizations, like all types of shit. I'd have him do uh, Greenpeace, Feed the Children, everybody, your local YMCA Boys and Girls Club, talking to all of them, like literally. And, and and that was my I think that was everybody's problem with it It's like bro If you're gonna lie about something You can't lie about a damn noose bro Like that's That's pretty serious We don't You know We don't take a lot of this You know We're not a sensitive people But it's like It's some things for us It's like okay You shouldn't play with that bro Like you know Chill You know So for him to do what he did with that I felt like yeah like, that's why I said last week, I was like, if you probably should get some jail time for anything like that, it'd be disrespecting your own culture, I feel like, in that way. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, I feel like regardless of if you, what you feel about people, like, you know, putting false accusations out there against people is also, you know, anybody's able, you know, to get, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say... Uh, I guess the word I was kind of looking for was profile, but you know somebody gonna get questioned. If I say something happened, somebody or something happened to me, and I say they five ten, brown skin, short haircut, like somebody gonna get questioned, even though nobody did it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know somebody like we all we all uh, just got to take. I think it was clout, man. That's all it could be. It's clout. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all it could be. So, um, so for our last segment, and this is something I feel like everybody, uh, I should kick him out the queue, but I feel like kick out, getting kicked out the queue this is not the segment for that. I mean, this is not really a kicked out the queue segment, but if it's anything you should get kicked out the queue for is this. My man, Joe Byron, or Biden, Byron, Byron. Byron. Um, had the audacity. First off, let me just take. Let me just let's let's go on a little trip real quick. First off, you know, you told us we wasn't black if we ain't vote for you. Let's just let's just start it right there. We wasn't black if we ain't vote for you. After that, I forgot who it was. I don't know if it was Satchel Page, one of one of our Negro League All Stars. He called. He literally called him a Negro, I think. <laughs> he did. He called one of our black baseball legends a Negro. And then, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a whole bunch of things we could tap into with him. But I think at the uh, he, he cut the funding for my beloved HBCUs. And then on top of cutting the funding, this is the story we're going into today. Last one, we're going to end it. He decides... To stop all student loan exemption. I think he said February 1st. I think it's February 1st. So here's my issue with this. 
you already shut down the country for a year. Nobody working. You know what I'm saying? Jobs. We're struggling. Everything's on back order. I mean, economy-wise, we, you know, we pretty, we, you know, they said it's coming back up, but I guess if it was like at an all-time low, it's definitely going to look good even by a little bit because it can't get no worse, right? So my thing is this. If you're moving forward and you know, like you said, you know, first off, we wasn't black if we ain't vote for you. My thing is this. It's like I feel like the, the main way you can help out of people is to get them out of debt, you know? So if we're not going to get anything done for us, you're not giving us reparations, we're not getting land, none of that type of shit. Our great, 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 great grandparents built this whole country. The least you could do, and this is not even just for black people, but I'm just, I'm speaking on behalf of black people right now. The least you could do is get rid of our student loans. I feel like that's not asking for a lot. I really feel like it's not. One, because we come from a generation, a lot of us were told by our grandparents and our parents and our great-grandparents that we absolutely needed a college education to get a job. So we was, like, we, we was only doing what we was told, really. A lot of us were doing what we were told. You need a college education. I understand, like, at 18, you're an adult, and you can make adult decisions, but it's not many people I know at 18 that are the most financially responsible individuals and could break down a loan, subsidized, unsubsidized, 10%, 15% interest, all of this. Like, no, a lot of times it's just like, oh, you need to go to school. We got a loan for you. Here you go. This is what you need. You need to absolutely need an education to go on about your life. That's what we were told. I feel like we just now get into a generation of people where it's uh, a lot more uh, I feel like entrepreneurs, one, and just people who would rather just go into the workforce after school, uh, just because we're more knowledgeable about the bad side of those loans and how much debt can hurt you. You know, I mean, of course, like all debt isn't created equal. We know that. But just having that over you, like we just we seen, you know, a couple of years ago how much it helped out those Morehouse kids when the guy came there and paid everything off and how much they said it just alleviated you know, a lot of stress, you know, of even going out there to work and just feeling more confident in that, you know, getting houses, you know, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. So I just feel like, you know, do something, bro. Do something. That's, 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 that's my thing. Like, it just can't be like, oh, we're getting rid of HBCUs. Now you got to go back to paying, uh, you know, your student loans and this, like, like I feel like it got to be some type of compensation, you know, for everything that's going on with the economy, and specifically for black people, we need something. So I feel like the least you could do, oops, the least you could do is take care of, you know, the blood of a lot of the people who helped build the country. And I feel like... Yeah, man, like, that's what I was hearing, like... Yeah, we not feeling that same energy, Joe Biden. Like you, you fucking up, bro. Like so, if you're gonna take the loans away, like we just want to know what we are gonna get. You know what I'm saying? So that was my thing. I was, but honestly, like for all people, I feel like that's fucked up because I feel like everybody as a country, most of us was told that we needed a college education to get a job, and then it became, oh no, now you need a master's, now you need a doctorate. 
And now it's all of these people, you know, with three and four degrees that got hundreds of thousand dollars of debt and it's still hard to get a job. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like if you switch the narrative and like it was, okay, go to trade school or get a trade, you know, do something, just go straight to the workforce, do an internship after high school, whatever it may be. Then you'll have people start following that path. But to punish all of these folks, you know, for all of these generations that were just doing what our parents and our grandparents had told us, I feel like it's, uh, you know, it's a little fucked up, you know. But that might just be me. That's just my little rant. But do something, bro. Like, you know, just, just we already in 2022. We need something. We need something. So anyway, thank you all for listening. It's been a, a, a great great time uh i i did miss my co-host we'll have two very i'm not gonna say who but very fun interviews to end the year and then definitely starting next year it's gonna be a whole lot of good interviews coming out so uh you know just follow us this would be our third official one together right yeah third official one up a lot more to go we are excited about what's to come. Happy New Year to you early, even though I got two more with you guys uh, before we get up out of here. Make sure you follow us. Uh, so I'm, I'm AWOL, even though it'll be right there in the uh, description. I-M-A-W-A-L. Hidden Jewels Media. H-I-D-D-E-N dot J-E-W-E-L-S dot M-E-D-I-A. Hidden Jewels. The goats. I appreciate y'all too. Again, and uh, follow Imani Shani. Imani Shani. I M A N I S H A N I. So move forward with peace, love, tranquility. Like I said, hug somebody today if you haven't. Uh, drive safe. Uh, stay warm. Get a lot of good hot chocolate in you. And peace.